ask me to talk. Connection through conversation. Join self-described conversationalist Stacy Heller as she talks with guests about topics and ideas from the ridiculous to the sublime on Don't Ask Me to Talk. Now, here's your host, Stacy Heller. Welcome to Don't Ask Me to Talk. I am, in fact, Stacy Heller. And I do love talking. And today I get to talk with my guest, Eileen Vieira of Memory Books by Eileen. Welcome, Eileen. Thank you, Stacy. It's so exciting to have you. We um, we chatted a couple weeks ago when you were on another show that I host called Plateau Partners Pulse. It is a radio show that plays here on KKNW on Wednesday mornings from 9 to 10 live. And then it's also a podcast. So um, I'm excited because I have... I have things to share with you. So we'll we'll get into that in a minute. Um, In the meantime, a reminder for people that if you can't listen live every week and you want to listen to the show, I don't know, for the first time, or maybe you want to listen to it again, or maybe you even want to share it, um, you can text D-A-M-T-T to 55678, and that will share information with you about the podcast version. Uh, You can also feel free to call into the show The number is 425-373-5527. You can find me via my website, uh, stacyconnects.com. I am always happy to meet people that maybe want to be a guest on the show. Perhaps they have a topic they want to talk about. Or maybe they want to weigh in about stopping the wildfires with rain barrels. I don't know. It could could happen. Um, So, Eileen, I welcome you to... Comment and kibitz as I rant and ramble about my week. So here's my week in review. One, mom left. (laughs) She (laughs) left last Wednesday at the crack of dawn. I slept uh, for a couple of days and I have uh, therapy scheduled for tomorrow. So there you go. (laughs) So... Hello to mom. She called and left me a message today wishing me luck on the show, which she's like my good luck charm. So thank you for that call, mom. I did get your message. And hello to Diane and hello to Lee. Um, They are all just like the rest of us suffering the consequences of COVID the next go round. And so socializing is once again becoming a tighter bubble. But uh, I think the glop remains intact. So that's nice. Um, So... My next topic, I have decided that Mr. Sakati, who was my fourth grade teacher, homeroom teacher, telling my parents that I didn't need to know math because I would marry well, yes, that's right, at the parent-teacher conference, he said, don't worry about it, she'll marry well. Um, It was a blessing and a curse because he helped manifest, I did marry well, I have an awesome husband, and... And I don't need to know math, and that's awesome. However, I also can't do my own bookkeeping. (laughs) So for all I know, I might be a millionaire right now, but since I can't count, it's highly unlikely. Um, And so that, I realized from a professional standpoint, is something that I need to take care of. So that is my project that I'm going to be working on. Like, I literally need somebody to hold my hand and say, like, okay, so did you get any gas today? What about yesterday? You know, like, did you work with anyone this week? I really need somebody to walk me through the basics. And you know what? I'm okay with that. 
because I spent all of those um, periods right after lunch in fourth grade when we were supposed to be learning math. I was the one that was smart enough to get the snow cone because a snow snow cone takes the longest to eat. And so I missed a lot of math. (laughs) But Ah. that's okay. I was adorable. I'm still adorable. I like to say I'm a legend in my own mind. Um, Okay. Now, Eileen can commiserate with me on this. Uh, Demo started today on our kitchen remodel. And Eileen had hers done last summer. And it was done by also by Chrissy Archer um, of Archer Interiors. And so we were chatting a little bit before the show started that she does awesome work. However, yes, she does. nothing can prepare you for the mayhem that is being like completely demoed. Oh, yes. And not, I, I had a kitchen without a kitchen sink for like two months or two and a half months. So oh. that made for very interesting um, meals <laughs> yeah. and places to rinse out dishes and all that kind of stuff. It's crazy. It is crazy. And we have been in the house, I realized, for, well, I did the math. That's right. I had to use my calculator. (laughs) Uh, It took us, we've been here for 14 years. So it took us 14 years to build up this kitchen. It took about one week with mom's help, actually, to clean and clear it out and consolidate. And it will take them less than one day to demo it right down to the ground. It's amazing. Wow. Like the more you build up, the easier it is for it to just all crash down. Mm-hmm. Now, I did come up with an idea, though. Um, the gentleman that works with Chrissy, I suggested to him that he could have a little side hustle where when it's time for the demo portion of any project, as long as there's not any like major like electrical or plumbing or anything like that, that he could have parties for middle-aged women who have a lot of anger issues and (laughs) they could come with their friends and take an ax or, you know, a hammer or whatever and just rip it all out. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. doesn't want to beat up the kitchen? Yeah. I, I just, you know, I'm like... This is kind of brilliant. There's those places where they have like the the axe throwing and they have the like parties where, you know, you can break things and for an extra like 50 bucks, they'll give you a toilet that you can smash. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever heard of Get these? Get your shirts? aggressions out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, actually, it was a, uh, a show called Delocated where they... It, that was a running joke was that he was going to open a place called the rage cage and <laughs> and there then somebody Stacey. actually did it so yeah it's it's a good idea right but i was going to say i saw your kitchen you have a really nice kitchen what what spurred you to <laughs> well funny you say that tear Eric, it apart <laughs> because uh one of the guys that is working in the space he commented like I don't understand. You have a perfectly nice kitchen. What are you doing? Right. And that's when you know that you are like uh, very, what's the word I'm looking for? Entitled? Yes. That's the (laughs) word. Yes. I literally was looking. So Grace is in the studio right now and she's not on mic, but I'm like, what's the word that you're always saying that we are? (laughs) Um, Yes. That's when you know you're entitled Entitled. because I'm like, it's so dark. 
Like, let's lighten it up. And, you know, we've been in the house for 15 years. And um, I think this is in part Pete's idea of a midlife crisis. Rather than spend all of the money that some people spend on um, like a side Cars. chick or a car. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So the kitchen is his Corvette. <laughs> yes, yeah. right. like it, it better is... than a side than a side piece. You don't want him to have a side piece, right? Exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, he already married, in theory, a younger woman. So, mm-hmm. and as I said earlier at the top of the show, I'm adorable. So, I mean, yes, you are right. So there you go. Um, but yeah, that is basically an answer to your question, Eric. It's because a I'm sadly entitled and at least I'm self-aware <laughs> and B, you know, as the kids are growing up and out of the house, we have Charlie, he's going off to college, but we're not ready to pull the rug out from under him and be like, oh, by the way, this is our new address. Like, this is where you're coming home for summer. Um, so we'll probably be in the house for like five-ish more years. And so we're like, all right, let's start making some changes so that when it is time to sell the house, we'll maybe make some money on it or the entire market will tank. And there you go. (laughs) But you'll enjoy it for the next five years. And that's exactly the point. Pete loves to cook. He is like, he genuinely enjoys that. And let's face it, the kitchen is the hub of the home. So, yeah. Absolutely. Um, Now, speaking of demo, so mom got us on this, not like on this show, like interested in the show Hometown, I think it's called. The couple, Hmm. yeah, Grace is nodding her head. The couple, it's Aaron and Ben. Thank you. You don't have to whisper. It's okay. Um, Aaron and Ben, they're this little little married couple. I'm making them sound so quaint. They're this married couple that work together, and they're working in their hometown of Laurel. Is it Mississippi or Missouri? It's one of them. Anyway, they're basically... One house, one building at a time, turning this community into this adorable destination spot. And you watch the show, and at the beginning, they typically, whomever they're working with, they're like, well, you can buy the, like, the Heller's house for, you know, 125000 And then if you have 100000 you can put into it, you'll get it for basically, like, two twenty-five. And you're, like, living out on the West Coast in the greater Seattle area, we watch these and we're like, say what? I mean, it is nuts. And then the work that they do is amazing. And the thing that mom particularly loves about this couple is that he is so demonstrative toward her. He always has his hands around her shoulder and like they're always walking and holding hands and they seem very, very sweet. So it's, you know, if you're looking to not spend a ton of money on, um, demoing some part of a house then just watch hometown and you can get the the thrill uh without the bill <laughs> yes live vicariously exactly um speaking of feel-good shows okay grace pete and i binge watched ted lasso on sunday night like the entire first season it was amazing eileen have you seen it no i have not Holy cow. So I'm not a huge TV watcher. I have friends that are always recommending all these shows and whatever. And I'm always like, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, ended up watching it. And it's just feel good. It's positivity. Some would argue annoyingly so. um, But maybe because the whole first season, it just feels like such a breath of fresh air. 
it doesn't feel annoying yet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hoping it doesn't get annoying. Um, Okay. Now, before we go to a break, I'm going to share my Staceyism. So I've been talking about this a lot lately. I mentioned it on um, a show with one of my clients the other day. My Staceyism is a new phrase that I'm pretty sure I invented called mom skewsing. So in the same way there is mansplaining, mm. I've decided that there is mom skewsing. Now, let me explain it. So let's say your kid has to work late and they're ticked off and they had plans and, you know, but they had to stay at work and yada, yada, yada. As a mom, I'll speak for myself, I have a tendency to default to, well, I'm sure they didn't mean to do that. It's just that they're trying to operate their business and they need help and and look at it this way. You're making some money and you're helping somebody out and so on and so forth. You are more flexible than they can be or, you know. You, your kid has a teacher and they're like, my teacher doesn't like me. And you're like, I'm sure that's not true. I'm sure they're going through a hard time or, you know, whatever it is. And I realize that I have a tendency to mom skews and that in doing that, yes, it is valid to hold up a another angle for your kids to show them that, like, by the way, there are different perspectives other than yours, but I'm realizing that sometimes when I mom skews, I then invalidate their experience in favor of the other person's. Mm. Right? It's a tightrope. Yeah. It is a tightrope. It tight sure rope. is. Yep. Yeah. And I just, you know, I'm I'm trying to become much more aware. And so those times when I have, um, I'm recognizing that I'm mom skewsing, I'm trying to be like, nope. Do your kids have a code word or something they could say to kind of warn you that that's coming or that you're doing it? This is a pretty new thing that I've realized. Um, But maybe we'll have to come up with like a a safe word. word. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, but it's something that I think we all can be aware of and that not only can somebody mansplain, but um, by the way, we also mom skews. And, uh, you know, it's okay to, again, show somebody else, show your kids or show whomever a different perspective as long as you don't invalidate their experience. So there you go. Yes. There's my Stacey. Yes, both and. I like it. I like it. Mom skewsing. I'm going to use that. I hope you do. I would like to create a a movement across the country. (laughs) (laughs) So on that note, um, let's us take a quick break and then when we come back to don't ask me to talk we are going to chat more with eileen vieira of memory books by eileen we'll be right back when giving presentations do you feel nervous worry you won't get your message across or hold your listeners attention Storytelling is an essential business skill most people don't learn. Telling your story clearly, concisely, and with real connection is key because people respond to and learn from stories more than charts or spreadsheets. Find and finesse your story so you can share it effectively with executive storytelling coach Melissa Reeves of Story Fruition. 
Melissa offers individual coaching, workshops, and webinars that teach the ABCs of Tell Me More, Please, go to www.storyforwishing.com. Hi, this is Lisa Downs, host of Reigniting You, the show that takes a positive, forward-looking approach to mid-to-late career transitions for Gen Xers and Boomers every Wednesday afternoon at 3 o'clock Pacific. Whether you're looking to stay in the traditional workforce, do your own thing, or retire or semi-retire, Reigniting You is your source for career transition advice, inspiration, and insight for what's next in your career and life. Join me Wednesdays at 3 o'clock to get re-energized, recharged, and reignited. Hi. Hi, I'm J.D.K. Winnikin, host of This Show Is All About You. If you're like me, you seek many things in your life. Adventure, meaning, belonging, you have dreams and you want fun, and of course, you want love. And we also want other people to join us along the path. But what happens when you don't know how to have all that or where to start? Well, join me every week to learn more about how, because I am just like you. So join me each week here on KKNW for This Show Is All About You, a show about how you and me become we and what that means for all of us. And be sure to visit my website, wordsbyjdk.com. Are you stuck in a creative straitjacket, going crazy, trying to find a different way out, exhausted from trying to make old ideas feel fresh? And relevant, Popcorn and Noodle is a boutique agency that specializes in popcorning new ideas and noodling on existing ones for entrepreneurs and small businesses. Whether it's ideas about what to name a new venture, how to promote your services, or which direction to consider next, Popcorn and Noodle serves ideas that pop and stick. Don't go crazy. Go to popcornandnoodleideas.com. Creative solutions serve daily. Alternative Talk 1150, local talk for the body, mind, and soul. Don't ask me to talk. Welcome back to Don't Ask Me to Talk. I am your host, Stacey Heller. I'm joined by Eileen Vieira today. We were talking during the break about... um, Eileen was sharing that a podcast that she listens to by Dr. Ivan Meisner, who is the forefather of BNI, which um, I know Eileen through, um, shared a story about how in fourth grade, his teacher told him that he talked too much. And here he is. He is a speaker. He does a podcast. He networks. It's what he does for a living. So I was saying, you know, maybe we all need to figure out what our fourth grade teacher said during our parent uh, teacher conferences. And, you know, it's who we are, or maybe it's what we've become. It's kind of an interesting thing, right? Yeah. Yes, definitely. So um, speaking of fourth grade, but like not actually really at all, um, I mentioned that a few weeks ago you were on the Plateau Partners Pulse show. And on that show, you shared your why for what you do, which I thought was really powerful. And So I'll give people a little background. So you are a creative memories rep. So it's scrapbooking. However, scrapbooking has entered the digital age and you not only can help people that want to do DIY and really do it themselves like the old fashioned way and maybe they need materials or inspiration or camaraderie um, or whatever it is, you also can help people that want to do it digitally with books and things like that so you yes right yeah yes did I miss anything yes no well right I do both and then I do it I make books for other people too if they don't want to make them themselves they don't have the time or the interest to make them make 
scrapbooks or photo books themselves. So that's kind of where Memory Books by Eileen came from. Mm-hmm. Because um, so many of us, I was going to share this story with you, and I will get back to my other point. Believe it or not, I, I've put like a pin in it. I'm going to remember. I swear I am. Um, <laughs> I was with some friends last, mm, what night was it? Friday night? Saturday night. Saturday night. And um, we were giving a fond farewell to one of our circle that is moving to the Midwest. And she was talking about getting ready to pack and all of the little details and all of those things and how she keeps finding pictures and jump drives and old computers that, you know, um, she knows she has pictures on. And so she's like, I don't know the passwords on the old computers and, you know, the jump drives I keep throwing everything into one particular spot and I was like have I got a gal for you oh good I'm glad you thought of me Uh, uh, hello how could I not hello exactly I mean you know the whole you will stay in business really in perpetuity because how many of us either had good intentions and started out doing baby books or scrapbooks or whatever it is and then just because of life maybe didn't follow up or finish with everybody. Charlie, I'm sorry. <laughs> and um, Four of four. Right? I mean, I'm like, oh, man. Um, or people that, you know, love the idea in theory but have no interest in doing it in practice. Um, mm-hmm. Or in my case, you know, we went to Florence for Annie's uh, junior year abroad when she was with Gonzaga and created a book that – we could have multiple copies of so it could go to both um, my mother and to my in-laws and Annie and us so that everybody could have a copy of that where a scrapbook, you know, it's hard to recreate. That's a lot of work, I would imagine. Have you ever done that? Made multiple of the same scrapbook? Um, yeah, I've done a couple at a time. Um, uh, but there's also a new technology from Creative Memories and they, it's called a uh, CM Designer where you can drag and drop. It's a a nice blend of scrapbooking plus the digital age. So you drag and drop your images. You don't have to print pictures. They print, Creative Memories prints the photos and the decorations directly on the page. And then they print them all up and send you the pages and you just stick them in your scrapbook. So that's an easy way to replicate another uh, multiple sets of pages without having to do the tandem scrapbook thing. And it's a lot quicker too. Holy cow. So, wow. What? Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Yes, yes. And that's kind of how I do my personal scrapbooking because I can do it super quickly. And then they send me the pages, I stick them in the book. And if I want to do... Um, hybrid scrapbooking where let's say I have memorabilia maps and tickets and uh, uh, pictures from the, the stadium I want to stick in there mm-hmm. that they took on the tour, then I can uh, scrapbook those and put them in the back of the same scrapbook that Creative Memories pre-printed everything else on. It's wow. really a nice way to blend the two together. That's interesting. Um, <laughs> wow, it's amazing. Like it's come a long really? way. Okay, so... Um, I know nobody thought that I would remember what I was talking about when I made the point about being young and figuring things out and what inspires you. Um, but you had shared on the other podcast that we did together your why. And I 
I thought it was really powerful. And I would love for you to, if you're willing, to share really what inspired you to get into this. Because you you went to school for, you know, actually you went to Santa Clara, just like Will and now Charlie. Um, you've got multiple degrees. And you are doing this, which is using some of the skills that you acquired in school. But then you've been very influenced by your why. Yes, definitely. You share it? Um, Sure, absolutely. Um, It was interesting. One of my degrees is in counseling psychology. I have a master's in counseling psychology, which uh, lends me to be very reflective. And um, once I I started doing this originally when my son was two and he was taking naps and I, I was taking a bazillion pictures of him and I needed to do something with them and I discovered creative memories. And so I got my box and I started my business. But I kept asking myself, why, why do I do this? Why do I do this? Why is this so important to me? And I kept asking myself why and why and why. And when I got down to it, I realized the reason why is I lost my mom to stomach cancer in 1975 and I was 10 and she had, she was 32. She had four kids under four. So you can relate to the four kids part, but four kids under, um, under, not under four. I'm sorry, four kids under 10. I was 10. And um, we didn't have a lot of pictures. So the few pictures and stories that I had from when she passed um, were so valuable to me. And I also have a degree in economics. So it's the whole supply and demand thing, right? Anything that's scarce is more valuable. And so these pictures were treasures and, and very, very valuable. And I had some stories from my dad and my aunts and that kind of thing. But when I got to my why, when I dug really deep, that is why uh pictures and photographs and stories are so important to me and I and I preserve my own but I also try to do everything I can with events and products and services to help other people preserve their important stories and pictures because you never know how important um, a memory is a moment is until it becomes a memory and so um, so it was losing my mom when and when I was young and she was young that made me uh, value this um, this business and this scrapbooking and photographs and memories and stories. It's um, <laughs> it's such a true thing, and it is. I love how you recognize and tie in the degrees that you have, and it's true. I mean, but that is you know you right you're right you are reflective about those things, and there is something that is very psychological about the the comfort of having um, some tangible evidence of those moments that are now memories and the, you know, and the tactile piece of it. Um, that's really important for a lot of people, as I said, that tangible tactile thing. Um, you know, how many of us, when asked the question, you know, especially with, hello, the wildfires, we're back to the wildfires, um, <laughs> you know, that are just like gripping yeah. some parts of the country. You know, what are people choosing to grab when faced with evacuating? And a lot of people talk about, you know, pictures. And yeah. I saw I saw the Tennessee flood the uh, on TV. And one of the last images was one neighbor found one of her other neighbor's photographs and she was coming over to get them from the neighbor and she was putting them in a plastic bag and she was like, thank you so, so much. Yep. You know, it's like, that was what was important, what she could, was able to get 
uh, a few more photographs from a from a neighbor. Now, something else I can do to help people, Stacy, uh, besides putting all of their photos in one place to tell a story um, through the digital part of my business and the being a consultant for for this company called Forever. That's that cloud storage I talked to you about before. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is so, cool, guys. So, Listen to this. Yes, this is really cool because so you can take those jump drive pictures and all those pictures that are on different hard drives and on your phone and everything and upload them to this place called Forever, forever.com, and organize them there. They're in the cloud. You have control over them, and after you pass, you the – Someone in your family can have the password and then they can go into all of your photos and and everything. Um, you can bequeath your photos uh, through um, through the cloud. And this is a great place to store um, copies of things. It's a great place to get your media converted. Like if you have those eight millimeter videos of your kids when they were younger and what are you going to do with that? You can put them in a conversion box, send them to forever. They put them up in the cloud. And then if for some reason you can't get all your scrapbooks out or your photo books out, you have things backed up to this cloud. And so that's one place for all of those images. And um, and that's another way to, to preserve your memories in the case of these wildfires or these floods or these other things. Yep. So now, I can help people do that too. With that... Does that mean, so you mentioned that you can get a conversion kit so I can send off, you know, all these jump drives and all those things and whatever. Um, mm -hmm. Can you also upload them on your own, like scan pictures? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You can upload them on your own and then you can create little like virtual albums where you put all your heritage photos in one album and all your Charlie pictures in one album and all your trips to you know, and by say album, by yeah. saying album, I mean like a digital like space. That yeah. you, yes, like a folder. It would be a folder on your PC, but it's called an album up in in forever. And then in forever, they have uh, places where you can order other things. You can make mugs. You can make canvases. You can make calendars. You can make your own little photo books. You can make all kinds of stuff. But it's and then you give. You can even store like important documents. You can have like, oh, like the mortgage or and yeah. yeah, the birth certificate, trust, our trust agreement, our will in a folder. And then if something happens to you, Pete can go to that folder and it has all the passwords or it has all the important documents. And it's a way of keeping all of that information safe too. Now, is this a fee-based um, subscription model? So, um, no, what happens is you can buy storage. So you, you get two gigs free, just like you would at Dropbox or some, some other place. And then you can purchase additional storage. And then it's your storage. So the, um, it's not like some of the other companies where they can take your images or they can use your images or your like Facebook, your images. Once you put it on Facebook, technically it, it belongs to Facebook right. or whatever. So this it's not like that in forever and forever. It's still your image. It's still at full resolution. It still um, uh, it still belongs to you. And so uh, that's uh, in perpetuity and. Your for your uh, lifetime plus a hundred years. That's the guarantee. Which I love that. Forever's a great place to keep stuff, to keep 
images. And so it's really a wonderful uh, way to back things up. I love that because I I had been organizing things in Dropbox so that when I would mm-hmm. get files like, you know, the kids' prom pictures or people would send me files or whatever it was, I would mm-hmm. put them in Dropbox. And that's great and everything. But then I'm just going to have to convert them to yet something else if I want to do something with them, um, you know, as you say, to be able to turn it into a collage or a book or an anything like that. I'm just going to have to move it all over again. So to be able to have kind of a one-stop spot for everything is awesome. Yes. Yep. It, it gives you, uh, you have a lot more opportunities uh, with, with Forever than you do Dropbox. Dropbox will let you collaborate with other people and it'll let you upload and access your files from anywhere. Those are the two things that it allows you to do. You could do that at Forever too, but you can also do photo gifting, like I was telling you about the yep. mugs and the can, can, uh, the canvases and the calendars and that kind of stuff. Um, you can pass down your account with updated file formats. That's that's one of the big benefits of Forever too. Is that the other guarantee is that if you buy a conversion box, you stick videos in there and and um, letters to be scanned and. Uh, um, photos to be scanned and um, all that kind of stuff, it will convert your uh, digital images to whatever the the current media is. So, um, you know, those floppy drives that I got uh, 20 years mm-hmm. ago when my son, um, when I got his pictures, I got film and I got everything on a floppy disk. Well, where do I put a floppy disk anymore, right? There's right. no place to put one. But or, um, you know, and DVDs are, and CDs are going away too eventually. So, I mean, most people have things up in the cloud. But uh, if you have pictures on that kind of um, technology, you put it up in the cloud, and then whatever the next technology is, forever upgrades to the next technology. So you're not you're not having um, uh, videos that you can't play anymore or pictures they can't see anymore because they upgrade the technology. That's brilliant. That's totally File brilliant. formats. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the different types of things that you've done. Because sometimes I think that people automatically assume that, you know, they think whether it's one of the photo books that's digitally done or whether it is um, a DIY scrapbook um, or done by you because you can do the old school scrapbook for somebody and continue where they've left off and basically being like a ghost writer or creator, if you will. Um, One of the things I love about what you do with your memory books is that it's not just like the baby book or the trip. Some of the really unique projects that people have done. So share some of that with with us. Well, one of the ones I'm working on right now, I'm just finishing up, is a 50th wedding anniversary, uh, golden anniversary scrapbook for a couple that live in Pennsylvania. There are two, two of their three daughters hired me to, to do that. So they got uh, the friends of the family and family members to write notes on these, uh, on these cardstock cards. And then they sent pictures and their old wedding pictures. And um, I'm putting this all in a book for this couple. And so I was just showing my scrappers about that today during my coffee crop. And they were, 
and um, getting some ideas from from the work that I was doing with this book. So a golden anniversary or any kind of wedding anniversary. So I thought I would be doing more wedding books with in this business, but I'm not. I'm doing. Um, uh, I did a pet book. Uh, somebody's cat died. And um, it was a, a much beloved cat. And the son wanted me to do a photo book of the cat's life for his parents for Christmas last year. So I've done that, you know, so it was a pet book. Um, oh, that's cute and, and sad at the same time. Isn't that? Yeah, but it's but it's a it's a lovely way to uh, tr- uh, pay tribute to somebody or something that you love. Um, well, and recipes I, people can do. Yes. I mean, you've done things where you've shared like, you know, recipes that you can scan in and people can tell the story around that. Or maybe there's pictures. You've done something where people have all of those loose papers of like, okay, we came to America and here's the, the, this or the, that, or here's oh, the heritage, a heritage yes, kind of book. That's yes. What it's called. Yep. Yes. It's called the heritage family heritage book. I I've done that for myself. And so that was something me and my sister did for our two brothers because they were so little when my mom passed away, they were two and four. So they didn't, didn't know who all the family were on my mom's side so much. So we did, we did a heritage, a heritage book for them too, where we made that. multiple copies. So and then I know uh, you did one, um, you did a book for a preemie. Yes. I did. I did a book for um, the first 101 days of this little boy uh, named Cohen. And he was born in Germany when his mom was serving in the military about six or seven years ago. And um, he was born at week 25. And his parents were in the hospital for the next 101 days. And they took pictures, multiple pictures every day. And the mom... the mom gave me her book of her first six pages and and then 700 pictures, digital images, and said, can you put Cohen's first 101 days of life together? And I said, absolutely. And it was very touching because I got to, I got to relive this little baby and watch him grow into a, a, a bigger baby that they could actually take home. Mm-hmm. So it, it was really touching to watch how they, to, how tiny he was and how, um, how big he grew and how they were finally able to take him home. So it was two volumes because 750 pictures is a lot. That is a lot. <laughs> Holy cow. Well, and yeah. what a unique experience for you that you get to bear witness to all of these adventures and stories and journeys of people. Like, you know, as this morning before the kitchen was completely demolished, I texted Pete. I was upstairs about to hop in the shower and I was like, take a picture of day one. And, you know, for people out there that are maybe building their dream house or, you know, working on their business or whatever it is, you know, to to take pictures. And even if you just write down quick captions and then to turn it into something um, that can then be shared with family or clients, if it's your business or whatever it is, like everybody loves an origin story, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, just like all you have to do is watch like every superhero movie ever and everybody loves the origin <laughs> story. It's a thing. It's totally a thing. It's a thing. It I, is a thing. I love Definitely. it. Well, let's Definitely. take let's take a quick break. Um, sure. And then when we come back, we can 
chat some more and um, I don't know, maybe we'll play. We'll see what we're going to do. You are oh, listening boy. to Don't Ask Me to Talk. I am Stacy Heller and I'm chatting with Eileen Vieira of Memory Books by Eileen. We'll be right back. Feelings of disconnect are the cause of an ever-surging mental health crisis. Many of us feel apathetic about ourselves, our work, home, and relationships. We don't know how to re-engage. I'm Greg Kuyper of Kuyper Counseling. At the Root focuses on emotional connection and how awareness is at the root of building healthy relationships with self and others. Join me weekly to re-engage with both. At the Root airs Mondays at 3.30 p.m. here on KKNW. Subscribe to the podcast or go to Kuyper Counseling. Stacy Heller is many things, entertaining yet enlightening. She's a talk show host channeling her inner Fallon. Like Winston Wolf, she's a fixer who gets things done with style. Practical, like Dr. Ruth. Stacy isn't afraid of the uncomfortable when searching for answers. She's your biggest fan and sees your potential before you do. Most of all, Stacy Heller is a synapse who can connect impulses and ideas about your business and yourself into possibility. To connect with Stacy, go to StacyConnects.com. Stacy Connects, it's her superpower. When giving presentations, do you feel nervous, worry you won't get your message across, or hold your listeners' attention? Storytelling is an essential business skill most people don't learn. Telling your story clearly, concisely, and with real connection is key because people respond to and learn from stories more than charts or spreadsheets. Find and finesse your story so you can share it effectively with executive storytelling coach Melissa Reeves of Story Fruition. Melissa offers individual coaching, workshops, and webinars that teach the ABCs of Tell Me More, Please. Go to www.storyfruition.com. Alternative Talk 1150. Talk radio for the body, mind, and soul. Don't ask me to talk. Welcome back to the show. We have been chatting with Eileen. We've been talking about her business, Memory Books by Eileen, and how cool it is that you get to help people organize, create, um, you know, you you said something earlier in the show where you talked about how um, you really understand the value of a moment once it becomes a memory, and mm-hmm. it's so it's so true. It's um, it's such a cool thing. All of those really bad family vacations that you know went awry and the car broke down and whatever it is, like <laughs> to be able to. Like, those are the things that you remember and that you have fun with. And, you know, at the time, you're like, ugh, curses. But then when you look back on it, that's the stuff that makes you laugh. And, you know, it's also a moment in time, you know, looking back at old pictures and, you know, what was I thinking with that hair or that outfit or, (laughs) you know, like whatever it is. And, um, you know, I've said it to you very often. Um. And there's just nothing bad about what you have chosen to do for a business. Like, well, I don't know. I just, it's all good stuff. I th- I think so. And I feel honored to get to do it too. I get to do what I truly enjoy for a living. And so that's, it's 
pretty amazing. One of the things that's fun about it is um, uh, it's like creating little time machines, right? Like a scrapbook is a time machine. So if I want to go back to uh, 2004, when we moved up here and remember what it was like to what my son looked like, what he was interested in. All I do is go back to my shelf and I grab the scrapbook for 2004 and I flip it open and I start, and then I, all the memories come flooding back, right? Oh, I remember how he loved dinosaurs. And I remember how, you know, who his buddies were and, you know, it can take you back in time. It's a time machine really in it a is, way. It's totally a time machine. It's, it's interesting. I have my, um, my paternal grandmother's uh, diaries and it makes me laugh because, you know, like I looked up March 13th, 1970, you know, the day I was born and there's no mention of the fact that I was born. I'm like, hello, but I know who she had cocktails with that night. (laughs) And, you know, and then my mom actually keeps a daily diary and you know, she's also writing one that is more like, you know, I did this and then I did this. It's not like, dear diary, you know, I'm feeling really sad. Um, it's really more, this is what I did. This is where I went. However, the number of times that she has been able to then recall, you know, what's the name of that restaurant that we went to in Maine? And it was like 1978 and we saw that guy and she could go right to it. And, you know, obviously the picture that can, without even saying a word, it can all come back. Um, but it's that's something that's really cool. It's pretty. It fun. is really cool. It helps me remember things too. Like I have seen that picture of my son and this dinosaur cake. You know, I saw it when I took it. I saw it when you know I printed it. I saw it when I scrapbooked it. I saw it. You know, so you get that over and over and over that re- um, repetitive. Uh, experience and so that seems like it solidifies things in your mind too you know because I'm very visual obviously and so uh, it's nice to have a reference it's like my, my scrapbooks are almost like a reference library right of memories but of you know what did we do in 2019 instead of trying to remember I can just go pull it off the shelf and we went to Wrigley Field we went to you know, Miller Park, we went to Chicago, you know, and all that fun thing that I hadn't really remembered until uh, I scrapbooked it recently, you know, during the pandemic, I scrapbooked um, 2019 and all these trips we took. And it really made me feel good of because it brought back all these wonderful memories about traveling and, and all the fun places we went and the things that we did. And um, I'd kind of forgotten that being so, you know, knee deep in the in COVID and all of that. Right. But so it was really good to relive those fun trips that we took. And I looked and went, oh, boy, we did a lot in 2019. And it's almost like I knew that on some level that 2020 was going to be pretty boring. So good thing I crammed it all in 2019. <laughs> well, and what is brilliant about what you do, I mean, you have clients that, you know, you already mentioned that you have, um, some sisters in Pennsylvania that have hired you. You've had a gentleman in Alaska. I mean, you have people that find you from all over the country and send you everything and you're able to do it. And then the other thing that you've done is, um, especially during the pandemic, you know, there was nothing to do but eat, you know, maybe drink if you're a drinker um, and work on scrapbooks for some people. (laughs) And you created really a way to do it that you normally do these 
cropping events like you mentioned today that, you know, you have people over and that you do a um, coffee crop or is it? Yeah, coffee yeah, crop. Yeah, that's right. Tuesdays yep. and Fridays are coffee crop days. Yep. And you do events and retreats and things like that. And that's great for the pre-pandemic world. Um, however, you didn't miss a beat and you were like, you know what? It really is everybody is working on their own stuff and it's really about the creativity um, and sharing that with the community and you could do that over zoom yes that was a great way to i know you don't like the pivot word but it was a great way to pivot it's just that i hear ross from friends in that scene (laughs) where they're trying to like move the couch into the apartment and he's yelling pivot (laughs) but it's but it's so applicable to this period in time where you have to be flexible and adapt you know what does my husband say adapt and overcome or whatever the marines say right so you got to be flexible enough to not say i only do it this way you have to be open at least for me i had to be open and i'm so glad i did because i got i met a woman today from um Spokane, who was looking for a group to scrapbook with so she she was uh in our hybrid group today and then Last Friday, I had a lady uh, from Tennessee who right. found me a couple months ago, and she came back and scrapbooked with us on Friday. So you get to meet people from other parts of the country, and you get to, you know, share stories and give them help if they need it. And it's right. really great. It I is, love it. It is great. I was teasing you that um, I was teasing you that your husband who. I adore. I think he's hysterical. He and I at an event um, were side by side, like, let's ignore everybody by being behind the bar. Like people want to come and see you, (laughs) but then they also want to leave you, which was very good for both of us because we were like, we like being social and then like run along now. Um, And so we had a great time. And I was teasing you that, you know, you're like Mrs. Worldwide now with, you know, being able to connect with people all over the country and in theory, the world. And um, you reminded me that he likes to say that you're a, um, a pit bull with lipstick. <laughs> She's a very yes, determined woman, this Eileen Vieira. By I hook det- or by crook, you will get this scrapbook done. <laughs> <laughs> I will keep you on task and we will work till the end. Exactly. So, yes. Definitely. I, and I, t- you know, I wear it with a badge of honor because I feel like he, what he's telling me is I'm persistent and I'm determined and I don't give up easily. And I think those are good qualities. They totally are. So, and it's funny. So I kind of wear it with a bad- badge of honor, that pit bull, bull with lipstick. I you know? described you. I didn't know that he had um, has like teased you about that. And I was like, she's like cotton candy. But there's like you know, an occasional little like thorn or something in there because what is what is great and it's honestly a really good business skill is that you're doing something that is that is warm and fuzzy like cotton candy, right? And it's very sweet. However, this is also your business. You know to set boundaries and parameters and what makes sense. And you're using all of those acquired skills that you got through school and your degrees to recognize that there's a yes and to what you do. So yes. that's a good thing. I think it's totally I, a good thing. I think so because it is a nice melding of all of these different aspects of me. The teacher, you know, the with the education degree and the counselor, you know, listening to people and 
understanding, you know, the, the feelings that are behind these pictures, you know, because that's really important to, to understand when you're working with someone's photographs too. You know, why is, the, how is this so meaningful? And it's an honor. It makes it, um, it helps me realize what an honor it is. Mm-hmm. And then the whole economics piece, right? I have a business degree in the, and uh, from Santa Clara in economics. So I understand the business foundation of it too. So I, it, and it's social and it's creative. It just, it just throws all of these aspects together in this job. That's why it's the perfect job for me. Yeah, it totally is. Now you mentioned, cause we only have a couple more minutes here, but you mentioned that you were putting together your scrapbooks from your travels in 2019. And I'm pretty sure, I don't know baseball, but I'm pretty sure you mentioned some, um, some baseball parks. Um, your son is an avid baseball player and you, um, you have worked as a, do they call them docents? What do they call them? Uh, tur- I was a tour guide. For uh, T-Mobile Park, Safeco Field, and then T-Mobile Park. So I have a question for you. Would you rather see the Mariners um, at Yankee Stadium or in their home state, like stadium? I would love to see the the Mariners in Yankee Stadium. I got to see the Mariners in Wrigley in 2019, and that was a blast. Um, but I would love to see them in Yankee Stadium, and I would love to see them in a World Series because they're the only team out of the 30 teams in MLB that don't uh, have never been to the World Series. Yeah, I'm a Yankee fan. How many times have we been? I think it's 26, Six, something like that. 26, yeah. 27, yeah, something like that. Something like but that. But you remember, we have 1995, and that's where we beat the Yankees in uh, in five, and that was the uh, – Griffey scores from first. So that was the one time the Mariners um, beat the Yankees to make it into the playoffs. And then we lost to the um, Indians, I think it was, after that. But we're the only team now. It used to be us and the Nationals, but now it's just us that haven't been to the World Series. So well, it's you know what? one of these days soon. At least the Mariners are first at something. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, um, Eileen, can you share if people are interested in connecting with you and learning more about what you do, where should they go? They should go to memorybooksbyeileen.com. So that's memorybooksbyeileen, E-I-L-E-E-N.com. They can book a consult from there, or they can email me from there, or they can shop from there. Um, find out what I do from there. So that's a great place. They could also call me 425-753-1426. And I'm on Facebook too. Yes, she is. Perfect. Well, thank you for being a guest today. I so enjoyed it. And um, hopefully you had a good time. I did. I had a ball, Stacey. Thank you so much. Good. Thank you, Eric, per usual. Thank you, Eric. He's My such pleasure. a good guy. Next week, I am joined by Kenny Fletcher of Paper Tiger Coffee Roasters uh, in Vancouver, Washington. I'm looking forward to talking to him about his tattoos and his bike and naturally the coffee. Have a great week, everyone. Make sure you stay connected.